When you have a small but mighty team, everyone on your team matters. And when even one person leaves, it can have a huge impact. I mean, let's face it, more often than not on a small team, everyone's doing the work of at least three people. So the ripple effect of someone leaving at a small company is much bigger than at a large company. As a small business owner, that begs the question then, how do you keep your team happy, engaged, and most importantly, on your team? We're going to tackle that question today as we kick off the first of a three-part series on developing and keeping your team members happy. And specifically today, I'm gonna to tackle the question on how to keep your team members on your team and give you five things that you can do to increase retention and productivity. Welcome to Sales Fiction, a podcast that helps small sales teams get big results. I'm your host, Christy Lawrence, the founder of Mighty Sales and a longtime sales professional who traded in my corporate sales career to help small but mighty teams do more with less. Each week on this podcast, we separate sales fact from sales fiction so that you can hyper-focus your effort on the skills, strategies, and tools that will have the biggest impact on your bottom line. Let's dive right in. Before I even jump into the topic of talking about the things that really make a difference when it comes to retention, I want to address a common myth or fear that I hear when it comes to investing in your team. And at first you might be like, I don't believe that, but I have heard this question more times than you can count in my business when I'm helping small businesses develop their sales talent and develop their sales strategies. And the question is, but what if I invest all this time, effort, and energy into my team, and then they go somewhere else, and they use their talents to help my competition, right? It's this fear among business owners that if you help your people to be really successful, not just moderately successful, but really successful and good at their jobs, they're going to be highly recruited, that they're a hot commodity for your competition, and ultimately, right, this underlying fear of not wanting to train somebody for your competitor's benefit, which totally makes sense. And I get it. And here is the reality. Sometimes that happens. People aren't going to always stay at your company forever, even if you've done a great job on the five things we're going to talk about today. There are times when an opportunity is going to be so appealing to somebody that they're going to leave. But I want you to step back and I want you to think about this question differently because there is a risk of developing your people to the level that they become a hot commodity and they become highly recruited. But there's a greater risk of having average people on your team staying in your company. And when you're on a small company, you cannot afford to do that. There really is going to cost you time, money, brand capital, opportunities, the worst thing that can happen is not having star talent be recruited to somebody else. It's having average talent on your team. And when I say talent, you if you go back and listen to our very first episode last week, I talk about that talent is something that can be developed. So this isn't just something you're born with. So you, you have great people. Sometimes they don't start out great and you can develop them into being great if they have the right characteristics. But if you have disengaged employees, that is where you're going to have the worst impact on your business. So according to studies, this is from the Gallup organization, disengaged employees experience 49% more workplace accidents, 60% more errors, 
37% higher rate of absenteeism. In companies with low engagement scores, they reported 16% lower profitability, 18% lower productivity, 37% lower job growth, and then 65% lower share price. So I want you to just shift your thinking. If you have this fear of developing talent, developing people only for them to be recruited by your competitors, and so being uneasy or unsure about doing that, I want you to shift it to ask yourself, what is the risk of having average or disengaged people on your team? And especially as a small team, engagement is contagious. And so if you have one person on your team who maybe isn't engaged, who isn't excited, who doesn't want to be there, that affects every single other person on your team. So I really want to just tackle that myth first of if I develop good people, they'll leave for better opportunities. While that is true, it is much more costly not to develop those people. So let's talk about the why people leave jobs, right? That is really what we're talking about today. So this is from a LinkedIn survey. There's a lot of data around this. The number one reason that professionals leave their job is that they were concerned about the lack of opportunities for advancement. This is really important when it comes to sales, and I'm going to talk more about this. But the number one reason people leave is because of a lack of opportunities for advancement. The second reason people leave is that they're unsatisfied with leadership of senior management, so leadership. The third reason people leave is that they're unsatisfied with work environment and culture. The fourth reason they leave is that they want more challenging work. And then the fifth reason they leave is they're unsatisfied with compensation and benefits. And then right underneath that is unsatisfied with rewards and recognition for contributions. So I think this is important data because oftentimes when we talk about retention, we hyper-focus on things like benefits and compensation and commission plans and paying people more. And while all of that can help, ultimately, what's most important to people is opportunities for advancement, leadership within the company, culture, and being challenged. And so we are going to break that down a little bit more here in just a minute. And this is important because a couple of things. Retention is even more of a hot button issue when it comes to sales than for other job roles. Salespeople turn over at twice the rate of the rest of the labor force. Twice the rate. So if you're talking about how do I get the most from my sales team, this is already a hard question, right? Just by nature of the job, by nature of the industry, salespeople have a lot of opportunity. And sales can feel sometimes like a grind, right? Where you're just kind of doing the same thing. Are you getting the results? There's a lot of shiny objects out there. And so if you are managing a small sales team in particular and leading a small sales team, really addressing these issues is critically important. I mean, I want you to think about how long it takes to hire a great salesperson, to find the right person that's a good fit, to train that person on your company, on your products. I want you to think about how long it takes for that salesperson that's new to come in and develop new relationships with customers. All of these things take time. And that means that it costs money to the company every time somebody leaves. And so as a sales leader, one of the biggest ways that you can have impact on your business is by creating an environment where your best people are compelled to stay, 
where they feel like they have these opportunities for advancement, where they're happy with the leadership, where they like the culture, where they feel challenged with the work. And if you focus on those core areas, and we're going to talk a little bit about recognition too, but those four areas in particular, it's going to have a huge impact on your overall success. If you can keep one great person from leaving by virtue of how you've set up your company and how you set up your culture, you are going to have a massive impact on revenue. So let's talk about these things. The number one thing, and this is what I see so often with a lot of my clients that have small companies, small sales team, is this idea in terms of lack of opportunities for advancement. Most sales structures are set up to be moderately flat. And when I say flat, it's like, if you're great at sales, you can continue to be in your sales role. And you can continue to make more money. And maybe we change your compensation structure. Maybe we reward you financially. Maybe you get more vacation time. But I don't think enough companies really think about how do I create opportunities for advancement? What is the structure for advancement in your company? What are the opportunities for people to grow? Is it that they can move into a sales and mentoring role? Even if you only have two people on your team, is there somebody that they can then mentor? Is it they can move to a different division that's more of a complex sale? Is it that they can move into a sales manager role as you continue to grow and expand? But if you cannot answer this question, what are the opportunities for advancement for someone coming in doing sales in your organization? Even if people feel okay with that at the beginning, ultimately over the long term, it is our human nature to want to grow. And if we don't feel like we have that opportunity within the organization that we're in, we will look for those opportunities elsewhere. And so I want you to start being creative. If you have a sales team of two or three people or one person, and that person is being very successful, what other opportunities can you give to that person within your organization that will be an opportunity for them to grow? And this kind of comes back to some of the fears that I talked about at the beginning, where there's this fear sometimes, well, if I take somebody who's really great at there's this particular role in sales, and I put them in a new role, or I give them more responsibility, what if they're not successful? And if they're not successful, then I'm going to lose that person. I'm going to lose this great star salesperson. But what the data shows is if you don't give people opportunities to grow, you're going to lose those people. And sometimes they are going to struggle in a new role. Sometimes if they move from sales to more of a leadership role within the organization or maybe into marketing for a while, there's going to be a learning curve and a growth curve. But if you don't have a path for growth and advancement opportunities for your sales team as individuals, you are going to really struggle with retention in the long term. And so be creative about what that looks like. Does that look like, you know, there's a lot of different ways that this can look. It doesn't have to be just kind of a straight top down, you know, moving up to like a VP of sales. If you're a small sales team, you don't have those roles available to move people into. So are there areas that they want to learn and develop more? Are there areas that they want to be more engaged on the production side of your business? Are there areas that they want to be more involved in marketing? Do they want to be involved in mentoring? But really start thinking about how can I grow this person internally, right? How can I warm the bench, so to speak? Because the people who are on your team, even if it's a two to three to four to five year 
process out for those opportunities, if they can see a path for advancement and they're being successful now, you're going to have a lot better likelihood of retaining them than if they think that the only opportunity for them within your company and your organization is doing what they're doing right now. That once we master something, once we get good at something, once we have success with something, more often than not, we're going to want a new challenge. And as a business leader, it's up to you to think about what are those challenges that I can provide for those team members. So I want to talk about that. So that is the number one reason people leave is a lack of opportunities for advancement. That is absolutely a huge struggle for small businesses and small sales teams. And so be creative. Think about what other opportunities could I give this person? What are things that I'm doing, right, as a business owner that I could have them take off my plate? Is it representing me at charity events, right? Is it representing me at chamber events? Are there some other things that I can think long-term as someone's having success where I can develop this person outside of just their sales role? And then moving into that is I'm unsatisfied with the leadership of senior management. So that's a tough one, right? So what does that mean? I want you to be thinking about as a leader, do you care about the success of your team members? And I know that you do, but do your team members know that you do, right? And I think especially in sales where it's like, okay, every month is a new month. Every quarter is a new quarter. It doesn't matter what success that you had six months ago. What are you doing for me today? That is kind of the nature of the beast of sales. And so really making sure that you are demonstrating that you care about your team member's success, that you are helping them to be successful. One of the things that I really think people struggle with in a sales organization is giving team members support and development and coaching and but balancing that with autonomy. That, right, we don't want to be a micromanager. We want people to trust us to do our jobs as salespeople, but also we like to grow and be developed. And that goes into, I want more challenging work. So really thinking about that standpoint and thinking about, you know, do your team members trust you and do they trust that you're doing what's in their best interest and in the best interest of the customer? And that often is sometimes where there can be some friction, where ultimately, because salespeople care about their customers, they want to make sure that the actions you're taking as a business owner demonstrate that you care about the customer, even at the expense of short-term business profits. And that can be a really tricky tight line to walk. But really thinking about our, how are you handling hard situations? Are you stepping up and leading? Are you demonstrating that you care? Are you really showing up as a leader for those team members? So that's a huge topic that we could spend episodes on episodes upon episodes talking about. But I really want you to start thinking about, do you feel like if you were a salesperson, how confident would you be in your leadership? Like if you can kind of set yourself back a little bit and put yourself in their shoes and say, hey, on a scale of one to five, how do I rate myself as a leader? Why is that number not higher? Why is that number not lower? What are the things you're doing well that you can double down on? But what are the other areas that you need to improve? And just know it's going to be hard to get authentic feedback on this because no one wants to tell their boss that they're doing a crappy job. So start thinking about those things we talked about right? Kind of mistakes, absenteeism, productivity. Those are types of things that say, hey, this is some signals that there might be some disengagement issues happening within my company. I also really like 15.5 as a kind of 
check-in opportunity for just having general pulse points in a company. So that's a good way to start measuring some leadership too. But really asking yourself, would I want to work for me as a leader? And, you know, sometimes that's a hard question to answer as a business owner, but it's an important one. So spend some time with that because a feeling of unsatisfaction with a lack of leadership is a really common reason that people leave. And then that kind of balances into the team culture aspect. Does your team have good chemistry? Do they like and respect their coworkers? Do people have fun? right? These are all important things. What are you, what is your culture about? If you were going to sum up your culture in one sentence, what would that culture be? Are you living that? Can your employees, do they say the same answer for that? So what is the culture that you want to cultivate and how good are you doing that? Because culture absolutely makes a difference. When, when people like going to work every day, when they like the people that they work with, when they like the environment that they're working in, the thought of leaving that causes resistance around leaving. So culture is critically, critically important. The next thing I want to talk about is the fourth reason why people leave. And that's, I wanted more challenging work. We think, right, like, oh, people want to be, they want mastery, which they do. And sometimes it's easy, especially in sales, to think that salespeople are maybe a little bit lazy and they just want to do what they need to do to hit their number. But ultimately, people like to be challenged. And so how can you continue to give your team members autonomy, but challenge them, to challenge them to grow in new roles, to challenge them to grow in new skills, so that they have that sense that they are continuing to grow over time and they're engaged in their work. When you've been selling the same product year after year, it can be easy to get a little bored after a while. And so making sure that you aren't just taking for granted that you are responsible for creating a challenging environment that supports people's growth. Stagnancy will lead to turnover. And so if you don't have room for growth, whether that's internally in terms of challenging or externally in terms of a path to advancement, you will experience greater turnover. That is just the reality of it. And I also want to talk about this with as it relates to goal setting, we're going to talk a lot more about goals as we kind of dive deeper into this podcast. And it is a very robust topic when we talk about compensation and setting sales goals and aligning compensation to sales goals. But I want you to be thinking about goals that are challenging but achievable. The most unmotivating thing is a goal that doesn't feel achievable. The second most unmotivating thing is a goal that seems so easy that you can meet it with your eyes closed. And there is a sweet spot there where you are having to challenge yourself. You're having to be present. You're having to be engaged. Your team members are to hit that goal, but that it is doable. And that is always what we're striving for. And so really thinking about how are you setting goals from your team and are they really falling into that challenging but achievable realm? And that is a really important thing when it comes to retention as well. And then the fifth thing that I really want to talk about is this idea of compensation, but also really tied to that rewards and recognition for contributions. So when you're in sales, there are a lot of ways that we can compensate people, right? There's a lot of ways to be creative. But one thing that I see a lack of is creating an environment that is kindly competitive. Right. We don't want such a like we don't want a boiler room environment. Most people don't thrive in that type of environment. 
but we all like seeing our name on the board. We all like getting gold stars. I don't care if you are five or 50, we still like getting gold, gold stars and being told we're doing a good job. So asking yourself, are there things that you're doing on a weekly and a monthly basis where you are recognizing your sales team members for their contributions and finding ways for people to win? You know, not everyone's going to always hit their sales goal, right? Hopefully we're having people hit that sales goal because we're setting challenging but achievable goals. But are there other micro wins that you can create and celebrate? And are you publicly recognizing those micro wins around the team? The job that I always loved the most was one, there was a company and their compensation plan, the way it was set up, that even if you're struggling in one area, I felt like there was always a path to win. And so even when I was struggling, it gave me something to focus on where I knew I could be successful. And so asking yourself, especially if maybe you're in a challenging sales cycle or having a you know kind of sales slump or the team is struggling... Where can you find these micro wins for people and celebrate them? Where can you find ways for people to win? And even if it's a $5 gift card to your local coffee shop, we love prizes. We love gold stars. And you can find small ways to win. It doesn't have to be a big contest. It doesn't have to be so dramatic all the time, right? It doesn't have to be this big thing. But is there a way that you can celebrate people's wins along the way. There's great research. I don't have all the data in front of me, but there was research that talks about, you know, why punch cards are so effective and that people, if you like, when you give someone a punch card, if you hit the first two punches first, if before you give it to them, they're likely to fill up that punch card, like in terms of repeat business, much faster than if you give them a blank punch card or one with just one punch on it. That when we feel like we're making progress towards the goal, that is actually motivating and encourages us to act more. Another example of this research is they took hotel housekeepers and in one group, they told them how all of what they were doing was exercise. And then another group, the control group, they didn't tell them anything where the group that they educated them that you're already doing all of this exercise lost more weight over time just by that one simple thing of recognizing that they were already getting exercise by the amount of walking that they were doing. So really showing people their progress and finding those small wins is critically important to having people be engaged. And when people are engaged, they're less likely to leave. So I'm going to recap the five areas for you to focus on for you if you want to retain your people. And the first is, do you provide opportunities for advancement? So that is outside of just your job that your team is doing now, what are the opportunity for them to advance in their career? And if you don't have some obvious ones, sit with it, get creative and find some. How are you doing as a leader? Be honest with yourself. What are your strengths? What are your opportunities? Are you having hard conversations? Are you being consistent in your leadership? Are you setting a strong vision and giving people tools to be successful? That is really, really important. So just be honest with yourself about your leadership because that's a critical reason why people leave. The third one is what's the company environment and culture like? Is there a cohesive culture? Is it a place where people like to go to work? What is the cohesive culture? Is it what you want it to be or can you be more intentional about it? And then are you creating challenges for your team. Again, that's kind of that internal one. We talked about the external in terms of advancement, but internally, are they learning? Are they growing? Do they have goals that are challenging but doable? Are you recognizing 
those wins along the way. And that goes into our fifth one, which is, are you giving people recognition, both from a compensation standpoint, but also just in terms of with the team for their contributions? Are you finding small ways for people to win and recognizing those wins on a consistent basis? If you do those five things, you are going to see a substantial increase in your sales retention. And like we talked about before, when you're a small team, you can't afford to lose a strong team member. It's going to have a lasting impact. And so that's like we say in sales, if you can, it's easier to keep a customer and win more business from an existing customer than it is to find a new customer. The same is true when it comes to your team. If you like this podcast, if you are getting value from this podcast, we're brand new around here. We're just launching the Sales Fiction Podcast. Share it with a friend. Share it with somebody who is leading a small but mighty sales team. Pass it along and make sure you subscribe so you get all the up-to-date podcasts that we're going to be dropping every week. And then join us for our next episode where we kind of continue around this theme of your team. And we're going to be specifically talking about what you can do to make sure that every team member is performing at their best. So we're going to talk about some development opportunities next week. Thank you for joining us for Sales Fiction, and I'll see you next week.